We've spent the last few days on Locked On Dolphins looking at active members of the team and where they may end up after this season in the historical record books for career marks for Miami Dolphins. But what about single season records that could be at stake or may be safe for yet another year? That's our subject here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I want to give a shout out to the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis here on Locked On Dolphins. And the subject of today's show is fun because courtesy of the Miami Dolphins Communications Department, they put out the uh, historical record books for the Dolphins on an annual basis in their media portal, and I've tapped into them, a bunch of them, a bunch of individual uh, single-season records for the Miami Dolphins, and there's some big-picture ones, and there's uh, some more obscure ones that you put through a more specific lens, and you may be able to find uh, opportunities to... uh, have greater likelihood of record marks fall for the Dolphins in a single season for 2023. But the objective for us is to say, hey, here's some marks that I think are very easily digestible and easily to be found to be uh, records that could fall, have a very realistic chance, are somewhat possible. And then those who you're probably not going to see the record books fall for at least one more season. So with that in mind, uh, I have passing, rushing, sacks, total yardage, turnovers, uh, a bunch of these statistics that have the full lexicon. And the objective for me is to identify single season marks that I think, uh, for at least to start, are very realistic to see fall. And I'm going to start with single season completion percentage. That record is currently held, believe it or not, By Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2020, it's a minimum of 75 completions. Ryan Fitzpatrick's 68.5% completion percentage uh, in 2020. Of course, that was the year the Dolphins drafted Tua Tagovailoa, and Tua Tagovailoa started over midway through the season, uh, is like 0.7% better than the number that Tua Tagovailoa posted in 2021. I think this number's got a real good chance to fall because Tua Tungvaloa, we're expecting the continued ex- separation of the receivers in this passing offense. It's year two in this passing offense. But I also expect Tua Tungvaloa to continue to get the ball out quickly. I expect for him to look for his outlets and checkdowns and avoid negative plays and avoid taking hits. And if he gets back to that and balances that, I think this 68.5% mark uh, is very realistic mark for Tua Tungvaloa to aspire um, to surpass. So that's one for me that, that I immediately off the top of my head, you asked me what metric 
passing-wise, is the most likely to fall. I think the completion percentage in a single season is the, the most realistic one. Now, I will also give a shout-out to a team stat. Because the Dolphins in year two, uh, lest we forget in year one of this offense, they passed for 4,500 yards as a team. And of course, that was with the musical chairs of every time Tua missed a game, it felt like the same guy who started the game didn't finish the game. <laughs> Between Skylar Thompson, though he did get the playoff game, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, there was a lot of uncontinuity at the quarterback position. Got to go back to 1984. Dan Marino, 5,018 yards posted as a team in that season, and Dan got every bit of them. I think that number is a very realistic option to fall as well. When you consider across, what, six games, there was an interruption in who started and played quarterback, and the Dolphins last year were 500 yards off the mark. With the explosiveness that this team has, I can very much see the team total of passing yards for the Dolphins being a realistic landmark that we see tumble for the Miami Dolphins. If I'm continuing through and I'm looking for more realistic uh, figures, I have a hard time seeing uh, rushing being anywhere in this first segment just because of what we expect the rotation is going to look like. Now, you can get into uh, Devon A-Chain and, and his role specifically through the, le the lens of a rookie. Um, but I think the vast majority of your likely statistics in a single season that, that we may see come up here in this record book are statistics that are at the quarterback position just because Dan Marino played in an era where it was a traditionally less efficient passing game, lest we forget he threw 252 career interceptions across the course of his illustrious 17-season career. And I believe off the top of my head, his career passer rating was like an 86. Well, if you're under 100 now, people kind of thumb their nose at you as far as being a, a passer. So uh, I certainly am dialed in on that completion percentage number being one that... Um, I'm very interested in. I'll be interested to see if Tua Tungvaloa is able to bounce back on the yards per attempt perspective. I'm expecting a little bit of a regression there. But in 84, Dan Marino posted a 9.01 yards per attempt. And Earl Morrill in 1972 across, uh, what was it, 150 attempts, posted 9.07. I mean, Tua Tungvaloa was, in point, was within 0.2 of that number last year. I, I don't expect that to be particularly impressive, but here's one that I think Tua can make a run at. And it goes to turnovers, because Tua already has a number of streaks on this list. There have been three incidences in the history of the Dolphins in which a quarterback has started five consecutive games without an interception. And two of the three or Tua Tungvaloa, believe it or not. Uh, games 7 through 12, and he missed one game, the Jets game in there in 2020. Five consecutive games started with Tua Tungvaloa without an interception. And then again, games 7 through 11 in 2022 this past season, 
Tua did it again. Jay Fiedler, 8 through 11, plus 13. He missed the 12th game in 2000. It was the only other incidence of five consecutive games without an interception throw. I think that's one that the Dolphins can make a run at this year. And I also think Tua Tagovailoa can make another run at his NFL or his Miami Dolphins record-setting performance of 193 consecutive passes with no interceptions. He posted that last year. That's a franchise best by 33 attempts. Previous best was Ryan Tannehill, spanning from the end of 2014 to the beginning of 2015. So if you ask me, hey, what are some likely ones? The passing efficiencies and completion percentage of the Dan Marino era is very much different than what it is today. And the Dolphins have largely had a black void there and and illustrious passing performances. And and yet we see Tua Tagovailoa's name popping on this list a number of times and has threatened some of these records and, and actually already holds some of these records. So because of how the Dolphins have struggled historically in the last 20 years from a passing offense perspective, obviously Mike McDaniel, year two of the system, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. I think the most realistic ones that you see fall are some of the more obscure. And I think the team total is on this list as well. And of course, if Tua Tagovailoa is able to stay healthy from wire to wire, uh, I think you could make a run into the, the mid to upper fours. That shouldn't be insane to suggest at all when you consider he posted 3,600 yards passing and did it in 12 games this season. Out of the five games onto that, you average uh, 220 yards per attempt. I mean, you're you're knocking on the door 5,000. I don't think he gets 5,000, but I think the team as a total gets pretty darn close to 5,000. So put me down for completion percentage, streak without interceptions, Probably not yards per attempt. But then you could also have the team total of net passing yards is something that I think the Dolphins have a pretty realistic chance at cracking this year. And of course, this that goes without saying we saw Tyreek Hill break the receptions record and the yardage record in single season for Dolphins history as well. Uh, whether or not he makes another run like that, I wouldn't say no to the man. <laughs> uh, not with the way that he played down the stretch and, and, and how impactful and how explosive he was and Certainly expect some continued volume there for Tyreek Hill as well. We're going to go into possible record breakers, but before we do, make a fast break to FanDuel for the NBA playoffs. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You've been listening to Locked On the Dolphins for any extended period of time. You're used to me saying one comma zero zero zero. Nope. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win at FanDuel. It's the perfect time to jump in. There is no better place to get in on all of the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. We are, of course, hoping that the Heat uh, can get this thing done after a heartbreaker uh, last night on Saturday night. Uh, they still have Game 7. they got to go up to Boston and... Uh, Knock on wood, hopefully they, they can do what they did not achieve on Saturday night. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. I was hoping off the top of my head to come in here and feel as though uh, defensively I felt better about some of the options here. Um, than ultimately where we end up. 
because I admittedly forgot that Jason Taylor and Bill Stanfield both posted 18 and a half sacks in a season. So uh, we will leave that lie and we will continue on elsewhere before coming back to the defensive side of the football. Um, I think there are some numbers here on the rushing side that you have some modest upside with. For example, most consecutive games with a rushing touchdown is five. And that's been done four times in Dolphins history. 72, 75, 84, and 97 with Mercury Morris, Don Nottingham, Pete Johnson, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, that's possible. I don't think that's super likely, but it is something that's in the realm of possibility for what this Dolphins offense you feel like they're expecting to set up if you get banged up and there's you have one more of one primary back and the Dolphins get hot. Um, I think that's something that, that stands to be uh, a reasonable expectation. I think there's a modest, modest chance um, that you have a home run hitter who pushes Mercury Morris's yards per attempt uh, standpoint. That was uh, 6.4 in 73 was the single season record. He put 954 yards up on 149 attempts. Uh, I think if you get it, that person has like 102 attempts and they hit a couple of big home runs. I don't think it'll be Raheem because Raheem, I think, is going to probably start with your majority of touches. If he gets 45, 50% of the touches, Jeff Wilson gets 30% of the touches, A-Chain gets 20, 25% of the touches. I think Raheem's going to be too high a volume. Can A-Chain get 100 attempts and hit some big-time home runs? Maybe. I wouldn't bet on that being one that happens, but again, I, I think that's within a realm of possibility. How about rushing touchdowns? Single season, how many double-digit rushing touchdowns? Excuse me. How many 100-yard rushing games do you think is the all-time single-season record for the Dolphins? It's 10. Ricky Williams. And that was, of course, that season in 2 in which he blasted uh, the team franchise marks. I don't think that's particularly likely. I don't think you're going to see any kind of rushing volume that gets you super excited. I think the receiving yard stuff is possible because the Dolphins, lest we forget, um, shredded those numbers last year with Tyreek Hill. I think you can look to a couple of team totals as reasonable opportunities to be broken. Uh, I'm a little leery about this first one, uh, but I will acknowledge 513 points is the single season high in Dolphins franchise history. That's in 17 games, 30 points a game. I don't think that's impossible. I don't think that's poor chance to zero chance. I wouldn't say that it's likely. I wouldn't say that it's mildly realistic, but 30 points a game, if Tua Tungvaloa stays healthy, if all your key players stay healthy as far as skill players, because I do think the skill players and spacing the field is more important 
uh, beyond the quarterback than anything else. I think that's one that the Dolphins can make a a modest run at. 513 points. I, I think second place is in big-time trouble. Is the Dolphins last year scored 397 points, and that was with games in which they could not get out of a paper bag in certain stretches. That second half of that Bengals game was pulling teeth. Uh, the two starts without Tua afterwards in which you averaged 16.5 points per game. Uh, that week's four through six stretch, you averaged 16 points per game. Uh, you had the, the two cold streak games with Tua Tonga-Valoa, and then you averaged, man, it's 40, 52 divided by three, like 17 points per game in the final three games of the year, including the second half where Tua Tonga-Valoa played with the concussion, and the offense got uh, 15 first downs, four turnovers offensively, turned the ball over on each of their last three possessions, there's some good upward mobility from 397 points. I think 430 sure to fall. Not not sure to fall. I think 430 is the second highest total in franchise history is very likely to go down this year. But 513 is a massive jump in case in point. That was, you know, 84 and 86 were those two seasons and 85 was two, uh, 240 228. And that's third place. So you had 84, 85, 86 are the three highest scoring single seasons in franchise history. And then the Chan Gailey Dolphins in 2020 that everybody hated so much. Uh, that's the fourth highest total and the only other total in franchise history over 400 points scored in a single season. I think 430 goes down this year. McDaniel gets that. Uh, the other things that are light are, are mildly possible. I don't think Tyreek Hill pushes the yards from scrimmage total. Maybe some single game type stuff. 253 yards from scrimmage is a franchise record. That was set by Brian Hartline. September 30th, 2012 against the Arizona Cardinals. That's modest. I think rushing yards from a rookie is probably an outside the realm of possibility as well with a chain uh, that that is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and he only averaged 3.6 yards per carry dude just got the rock a ton in 96 uh, but I think there's some spots on that list that a chain can pop up on fifth place was Jim Kick in 68 with 261 rushing yards in a single season I, I think a chain can sniff six seven hundred yards particularly if you get banged up elsewhere at the running back room and if that's the case, uh, he'll be amidst, amongst the midst of Jim Kick, Sammy Smith, Andre Franklin, Ronnie Brown at 9.07. Franklin's third place was 7.11. Uh, so I think he has a chance to crack the top three. I don't think he has a chance to crack Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 1,116 yards. That just feels like a really large number for what's going to be a three-headed monster rushing attack. And we'll finish with uh, some more poor chance forecasts for single seasons dolphins records tumbling here uh, as we bring this episode of locked on dolphins to a close here on this long weekend i mentioned sacks jalen phillips already logged record for sacks by a rookie in franchise history in 2021 when he had eight and a half and he tied the sacks 
in a game by a rookie mark with three against the Panthers that season. I think... I think Jalen Phillips has the makeup to threaten the single game record, but I don't know that he has uh, the situation around him to set the single season sack record, which is 18 and a half for Stanfill and Jason Taylor. Taylor in 02, Stanfill in 73, Joey Porter at 17 and a half, Trace Armstrong 16 and a half in 2000, and then Doug Betters in 83 with 16. I went on the record earlier this weekend and said that I think he gets Jalen gets 15. I think he moves up into a stratosphere of being uh, amongst the top sack artists in franchise history very quickly after, you know, this would be season three for him, and he needs a big breakout to, to launch into that 10 sacks per season average. He needs 15. I think he gets it. But that still leaves you three and a half or four short of the single season record, and that's with... Bradley Chubb and Andrew Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker and Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer. There's like a lot of other mouths to feed. And unless you are just going to go absolutely hog wild, which I, I think is fairly unrealistic expectations for, for Jalen Phillips, I, I don't think that the single season sack record is something that we'll, um, we'll see too much pressure on at the end of the season. I also don't think, speaking of Devon A-Chain, who we just got done talking about from a rushing perspective, uh, even if you wanted to say, okay, he's going to be a little bit more of a orbital back who gets some touches and run in the passing game, the single-season rookie yards from scrimmage record is 1,264 by Terry Kirby in 93. And that was with 874 receiving yards and 390 rushing yards. That's really ambitious. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the season in which he set the rookie rushing record had 139 receiving yards as well. So he was over, uh, he he came within 10 yards of 1264 as the, the yards from scrimmage record. Ronnie Brown with 1139 is in third place on this list. I think that's Pretty unreal likely likely for A-Chain considering the pass-run split of last year's Dolphins team, the rotation of running backs that we were expecting to stay involved in this. Um, And then even if you wanted to give him special teams type run, with the special teams rules changes, Teddy Ginn, believe it or not, in 07, uh, with his return yardage run, uh, has total yardage record for the Dolphins in 07 by a rookie with 2,086. And that was with three rushing yards, 420 receiving yards, and then 1663 on, on returning. I don't think he would touch that any. I don't think A-Chain would touch that either, even if he was getting the opportunities to uh, continue to, to return all your kicks. I'll throw some obvious ones in here. Uh, single season touchdown record, 48, Dan Marino. Uh, nobody else in franchise history has thrown in excess of 28. Marino has the five highest marks with 48, 44, 30, 30, and then in 1988 through 28. Now, Tua would have got there, but 48, um, that's a special season. Now, you want to go out and do that? Great. I'll be the first to eat crow if that's the case, and I'd be, I'd be happy to do it. Uh, Pass attempts in a single season, 623 
I think they will throw continue to throw the ball at a healthy clip, but I do think Tua Tagovailoa has the durability questions. They are going to run the ball more. It sounds like uh, they are going to want to mitigate how much is on Tua Tagovailoa. I think that that trend to swing all the way up to six twenty three is probably unlikely as well. Uh, and then just from a, a law of averages perspective, I'll go ahead and throw this one out here. Even though two is on this list and tied for fourth place on this record, it's consecutive pass completions. Uh, two at below was 17. That ran through the Jets game to the Panthers game in 2021. He had 17 consecutive completions. He's tied with Chad Pennington, Chad Henney, and behind Jay Cutler, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Tannehill uh, holds that record at 25 consecutive completions in franchise history across two games. Uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, 21 consecutive completions from the close of the Bills game in 2020 to the Thursday night football game. I don't know if you guys remember that one uh, against the Jaguars in, think, week three. And I believe that was like 17 straight to open the game or something like that to set the the start of a game record for the Dolphins. So um, there's some individual season records there that I think are pretty modest expectations to set, reasonable expectations to set, and really ambitious expectations to set. Um, if I were to throw one more in here, just kind of looking over the list, I think completions we've got a chance at. If Tua Tungvaloa is going to end up completing and setting the completions percentage, completion percentage record, I'm just seeing Ryan Tannehill, 392, is the all-time record. I think we can make a run at that. I think that that's a not very realistic. That would fall between realistic and possible. But I just wanted to add that one into the mix uh, as we bring this episode of Locked On Dolphins to a close. I know this is a lot of just uh, reading records off the charts, but um, thought today with, with it being a holiday and the long weekend would be a good opportunity to drop some content, some historical context, kind of drop some takes. Uh, if you guys have any of your own, make sure you let me know what you think is realistic, uh, unrealistic, uh, where I'm off the mark with the ideas that I have for this show as well. Uh, and we're going to kick off some new content starting this week, which I'm very excited about. So we're going to make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make sure you hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to the everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis. I'll be back again soon. You're going to want to make sure you don't miss it. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Dolphins fan. I am out of here. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you all again soon. Fins up.